Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you always wished you had and secretly you're trying to get. If you want to get off the struggle bus of trying to hate yourself thin and beating yourself up to get it together already, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sherry Brazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and I'm also a certified life coach. Did you know that you can be confident and not have it all together? Stick with me. I'll show you how. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast this week. Today is June 16th, and I'm recording this podcast, and it is so nice outside. It's warm. It's like 90 degrees here, and I am loving the weather. It's finally warm, and I get to go sit out on the deck in the sun, and it's glorious. On Sunday, I spent the better part of the day just outside in my backyard, laying on a blanket under a tree, and it was so good. It just was so awesome. I love summer. just fills me up. I love it. So I hope you guys are having a great week. It is officially summer here. We spent a lot of time at our property getting it ready for our cabin to be built in a couple of years, and it's just been super fun. So I hope you guys are loving your summer. I hope that everything's going well and you're having so much fun with all your kids home and all the things that you guys have planned. I just hope you're having a great time. And I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast again today. And I hope that you're enjoying what you're listening to and what you're hearing and what you're learning. And if you are, I would love it if you would give me a rating and a review. This helps me be able to reach more people with my message. And I would love it if you would share this with your friends. And if you would give me a rating and review, that would be awesome. I would love it. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode, Emotional Baseline. Have you ever reacted to something and you were surprised at your response? Or you didn't like the way you responded? And even afterwards, you thought, wow, I kind of blew that out of proportion. Or maybe you thought, why did that make me so angry? Or maybe you're just tired of being annoyed at everything all the time. Does this sound familiar? I can totally relate to this. What's your go-to emotion? It's easy to get frustrated when your go-to emotion is frustration, right? What do you feel like you go to as far as your emotion? Are you just automatically annoyed? Are you just automatically angry? Or does it take some time for you to get angry? Maybe you're just irritated, right? Let me give you an example. You walk in your kid's room and you find a cup on the nightstand and you have a rule in your home that you don't have food or drinks in your bedroom. Are you immediately angry? Are you immediately frustrated? Maybe you're irritated or maybe you're amused or maybe you're just curious. What's that main emotion that you kind of go to? Depending on where your emotional baseline is will determine what emotion comes up immediately. I want you to picture something in your mind. Pretend that you have a piece of paper and you draw a line across from the right to the left, sectioning it into two parts. Okay, so you've got this line in the middle. 
that line is neutral. It's not happy. It's not sad. It's not angry. It's not joyful. Like it's, there's no emotion there. It's just neutral. Take it or leave it. Now, what is your main emotion that you feel most every day? Is it overwhelm? And now you're just below neutral. Maybe it's frustrated. Move a little down on your paper lower underneath that line. How about anxious? You move just a little bit lower. Whatever your main emotion is during the day, that is your emotional baseline. Whatever our emotional baseline is, that's how we'll react to the things that are happening in our life. So take the example of walking into your kid's room and seeing the cup on the nightstand. With your emotional baseline in mind, how do you react? What are the sentences that your brain offers you? They're aligned with that emotional baseline. If your main emotion is overwhelm, then when you walk into your kid's room and see a cup, the sentences will probably sound like, why can't anyone clean up after themselves? I have to do everything around here. I just can't do this right now. And you walk out leaving the cup there. That's when overwhelm is kind of running the bus. When your emotional baseline is low, then you have a harder time accessing why the cup might actually be there. Maybe that child had a sick belly in the night and needed a drink of water. Maybe that child woke up with a headache and needed to take some medicine for the headache. Maybe they had a friend over and they were the ones who put the cup there. It could be any number of reasons. And one of them could be that a disobedient child put that cup there, right? Maybe not. But you won't have access to any of that if your emotional baseline is low. You'll go right to judgment or you'll go right to why can't anyone do anything around here? Why do I have to be the, the only one that does things? I can't handle this right now. You'll go right into all of that if your emotional baseline is low. Okay. Now I want, I have another example. Your husband calls from work and tells you that he's going to be late again tonight. Think about that emotion. That's the main emotion that you tend to feel every day. How do you respond? Either actually saying the words to him or in your mind. Just because you may not say it doesn't mean that you've tricked the feeling. Whether you say it to him or not, you still feel the emotion. You can't bypass emotions of resentment, let's say, just because you didn't say the words to your husband. If you think it, then you feel it. We do this though, right? My clients tell me all the time, well, I didn't say that to him as if that kind of lets them off the hook. Now it lets them off the hook of getting in a fight with their husband, maybe, but they still feel the emotion that that creates because thoughts create our feelings, you guys. So whether you say it or not, you still feel the effects of thinking it. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't say the words or not say the words to your husband. That's up to you. But not saying the words to your husband is only half the work. So you'll only get half the reward. So imagine 
if you didn't say the words and then didn't have the argument, but you also didn't feel an unpleasant emotion about your husband working late because you didn't think the thoughts that causes that emotion in the first place, right? Now you've gotten a reward you can take to the bank because you didn't think the thoughts that caused resentment, you don't have to feel resentment. So we think that husband staying late at work causes us to feel resentment, but it's not. Husband staying late at work triggers a thought that causes resentment. The thought is what causes resentment. So even if you don't say the words, you still have to feel the feeling that that thought creates. Okay, here's another example. Think about when you're driving. This is my favorite. I remember when my little boys were babies and toddlers. They're only seven months apart, so they're almost twins, only harder, (laughs) right? I was stressed and overwhelmed all the time. There was so much to do and so much to keep straight in my mind. When is baby one going to eat and when is baby two going to eat? And when is baby one going to sleep and when is baby two going to sleep? And if they both sleep together, then baby one is going to wake up at this time and baby two is not going to wake up. Like there were so many things to keep in my mind. And then when is nap time and when is bedtime and when is dinner time and dinner time for the babies and dinner time for the rest of the family. And then I had a job and so I was working and I just had so much in my mind to keep straight that overwhelm and stress were my main emotions. That is just how I was so tied up. Like I just felt so tight inside my body because I just had so many things to make sure that I did on time, right? Because if I didn't do it on time, then it like it just created this domino effect. And I learned it really, really, really soon after we had the second baby that I was going to need to be on a schedule and it was going to need to be rigid. And I don't like to be on rigid schedules. And so that was hard for me. But I knew that I needed to because in the end it would make my life better. But it was super stressful. So stress and overwhelm were the main, main emotions. And on the daily, I would fall into bed absolutely just physically wiped out. Like I had ran a marathon all day long, just completely drained. And my main emotion was, well, tired, first of all, (laughs) but stressed and overwhelmed. I don't know that I felt anything else. It was just stress and overwhelm, like all the time. So one day I'm driving to Walmart to get groceries And now that's a thing in and of itself because I have two babies. So I had one cart that was full of babies, the two car seats, and then I had another cart to put the groceries in. And so I'm pushing one and pulling the other in the grocery store. Okay. Now, now at this time of recording of this podcast in 2021, you can just order your stuff online and go pick it up. But then 12 years ago, when my babies were babies, there was no such thing as online shopping. And so I actually had to go to the grocery store and buy food for a family of six with two babies. So picture this, pulling a cart and pushing a cart. It was like the circus arrived. And 
So going to Walmart to do groceries was stressful in and of itself. Like just the thought of going there makes and doing it that way makes me have hives. So one day I'm going to Walmart. So I've got all of this going on. I've got two babies in the back, two car seats, and I'm going to Walmart to get groceries. And the person in front of me that's driving on the road puts their blinker on that they're going to turn right. So I slow down and wait for them to do their turn, whatever. And at the last minute, they decide not to turn. And they're already mid-turn. So it's like a swervy thing, right? And so I, like, thankfully, my reflexes were on that day. And I stomp on the brakes, right? <laughs> and I was able to avoid the collision. But the lecture that I gave that person as I was shaking my finger and yelling at him would have made for a great comedy meme of the crazy lady in the minivan. Right? Can you guys relate? You've seen it, I'm sure. So this same scenario happened again to me just a few weeks ago. And I stomped on the brakes just like I did before and I avoided the collision. And the only thing I said was, whoa, that was close. And then I went on my way and not another word. And this situation and the way that I responded surprised me. And so I pondered it for a bit. I was like, that was like the same exact scenario that happened then. I had a totally different reaction now. And I can say that I didn't have two babies and all my, like all my circumstances were different then than they are now. But my circumstances are still stressful, in my opinion. Like, in my thoughts about some of my circumstances are still stressful. I still have a lot going on in my life, and I still feel overwhelmed. I still feel stressful. And so I still had those feelings of stress and overwhelm when I stomped on the brakes this time a couple of weeks ago, even though my circumstances were different. But my emotional baseline is different now than it was then. There's lots of reasons why all of those reasons come back to my own thoughts about my life, but there's different reasons why my life is different now, but they're all my thoughts. My life is still my life. I get to choose whether it's stressful or whether I'm overwhelmed or whether I'm not, right? My thoughts are different now than they were then, even though... My circumstances were different. My thoughts about that is different now. And my ability to manage my mind was different then than it is now. And my main emotion is not stress and overwhelm. Now I have stress and overwhelm in my life, yes. But my main emotion that I wake up feeling and that I carry throughout the day is not stress and overwhelm. And the reason is, is because I plan out my day that way. I have my emotional baseline is important to me and I work on that on a daily basis, making sure that my emotional baseline is closer to neutral. Sometimes it's high and I'm happy and joyful and whatever, and sometimes it's lower and I'm anxious and stressed, but my base emotion is closer to neutral and closer to actually a more positive emotion. Okay. Now I'm not saying that I should have done anything different 
back then when I was the crazy lady in the minivan shaking my finger and yelling at the guy. I did it perfectly then with the knowledge and the information that I had at the time. And you are too. You are doing everything perfectly right now with the information that you have right now. But it was interesting to think about why and realize that yes, my thoughts about my situations create an emotional baseline that weaves itself throughout my entire life. All my relationships, my work, my church service, my family dynamic, all of it. So what if you're not happy with your emotional baseline? What if you realize that your main emotion is not really helping you navigate through your life the way that you want? How do you raise it? What if you realize that your emotional baseline, the thing that you wake up with the most is frustrated or irritated or annoyed or anxiety or whatever. What do you do about it? How do you raise it? Well, I've got news for you. There's one thing that you need to do to raise your emotional baseline. And you can do it right now. You ready? Practice liking things. Yep, that's it. Just practice liking the things you already have. Your home, your car, your clothes, your neighborhood, your friends, your family, your schedule. Find things every day that you can consciously acknowledge that you like. It doesn't matter how big or small. Just practice liking things. Practice liking people, places, activities, etc. Acknowledge that you like them. Make a running list and then add to it every day if that's what you need to do. Because what you focus on grows. If you focus on liking things, liking the things that you already have, you'll have no choice but to raise your emotional baseline. Now, a lot of you are going to say, well, why do I need to consciously like the things I have? I have them. Of course, I like them. So why do I need to work on that? Why do I need to even go throughout my house and, well, I like that chair and I like these socks and I like this stool and I like this carpet. I don't know that you necessarily need to go that far, but when you wake up in the morning, just pick three things that you like. And it doesn't even have to be things you can see in your room or though, although it could be. If you need like a prompt, then find something that you can see wherever you are that you like. But the point is, to get your brain to start to focus and look for things that you like. Because the things that you like are going to bring up emotions that are good. I like this bedspread and pillows that I have. I like that. That makes me feel good. I'm going to make my bed because I like my pillows and I like my sheets and I like my comforter. Right? Then you get your bed made and you're like, yeah, I like that and acknowledge that you like it, it's going to bring in a mood. It's going to bring in that emotion of happiness or of pride that, oh, I'm proud of myself for making that bed look so cute with my pillows and, you know, whatever it is, right? And when you start acknowledging the things that you like just all the time, oh, I like that. You know what? I really like my car. That brings in an emotion of gratitude, let's say. 
Okay. So when you practice throughout the day, liking things, those are thoughts in your head that bring in joy and happiness and gratitude and confidence and compassion and all of those good emotions, right? Instead of when you wake up and you feel frustrated, then you're going to look for things that are evidence that you're frustrated so that you can validate that feeling of frustration. Or you're going to start beating yourself up with, why do I always have to feel frustrated? Why doesn't everyone do what they're supposed to do so that I don't have to feel frustrated? You're going to start blaming other people and your family and your circumstances of why you feel frustrated, right? So when your emotional baseline is higher, it will naturally change the way that you show up in your life. It just will. Now, I know there's lots of things not to like, and I'm not suggesting that you try to get yourself to like the things that you just don't like. That's not what I'm suggesting. I don't like Brussels sprouts. I keep trying them thinking one day that I'll like them. I just don't. But I don't think about Brussels sprouts on the regular and how much I don't like them and that I should. I don't think about Brussels sprouts at all, actually. I think about all the other vegetables that I do like. When I think about buying vegetables, I don't think, well, I don't like Brussels sprouts, so now what? I don't ever think about Brussels sprouts, right? So just start practicing liking things and focus on those things. Turn your brain on to finding things that you like, looking for things that you like. It will naturally raise your mood, first of all, in the moment. You'll get to feel that reward in the moment. But then over time, it raises your emotional baseline, the thing that the emotion that's naturally running in your life. Okay? When your emotional baseline is higher, then you will naturally change how you respond to things happening in the world. So, for example, that child who is struggling to make choices that you want them to, raise your emotional baseline and you'll show up differently with that child. It may even open up your mind to options that you hadn't really even considered for that child. And it might open up options for you and how you can respond to that child when your emotional baseline is raised. Okay? Maybe you're having a difficult time communicating your needs to your husband. Work on raising your emotional baseline and see how much more clarity you have around your own needs being met and how that happens. Do you have a little road rage like I did? Raise your emotional baseline and see how much more compassion that you have with drivers on the road. I know this one's a stretch for a lot of people, but just give it a try. Just, just try it. Raise your emotional baseline and just see how your reactions start to change. And you'll start seeing what I did. Like I was really surprised at the way that I reacted to that driver a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I wonder what that's about. And it really got me to ponder, which is where this podcast episode came from, was that situation. And where my emotions are right now, just on the regular. And that's where I came up with like the baseline, your emotional baseline 
what is that main emotion that you're kind of easily going to? Is it compassion for others or is it judgment for others? Like what do you naturally just automatically go to? That's your emotional baseline. So give this a try. Give this a try. Start liking the things that you already have. Practice just liking things consciously. Acknowledging the things that you just like. And thinking about, what do I like? You can do, if you're in a body love place, like you need to love your body, or maybe it's, you know, self-confidence and you need to find things about yourself that you like because you just have this self-loathing, you know, a lot of people say hatred of themselves. You can start finding things you like about yourself. Maybe you like the way your toenails are shaped. Like start with that. Maybe you like your hands. I don't know. Just find something that you can like about yourself if you're working on that. If you're working on relationships with a specific person, what are some things that you like about the relationship or about the person, whichever one you can get to first? Like, do you like being married? What are some of the things that you like to like about being married? Not necessarily, I like this thing about my husband, if that's a stretch, but like, what are the things that you like about being married? Maybe you could start there. Um, your kids, what are some of the things that they do well? Start consciously thinking about the things that you like about them, the things that they do well, you know, maybe that you actually like being their mom, whatever's easier for you to go to. What's the thing that is easy for you to come up with the things that you like? Okay, so start practicing liking things and it will just automatically raise your emotional set point. How you start reacting through the day, how you start responding to people and to things and situations in the world and how that changes. Okay, all right, you guys, that's what I have for you this week. Let me know how it goes. Let me know that you guys are doing this and that you're practicing it and how it's working and what are your questions and are things easier for you? Are they? Are you starting to see a shift in your mindset and a shift in your emotions, right? So you guys, I am doing a weight loss challenge right now and it is going so fabulously. It is so much fun. And a lot of my ladies are loving the health tracker that I put into this group. So I decided to give it away. I decided to give it away for free. It's called the four pillars of health tracker. And if you want it, it's yours for free. Go to my website at sherrybrazier.com forward slash eight pounds, the number eight, the word pounds to get your free guide. And you're going to love this tracker if you are on a weight loss journey. Tracking these four things are really important. And I feel like they're leading to the success that I have in my weight loss and keeping my weight off. And I just want to share it with you. So if you want to get that guide, go to sherrybrazier.com forward slash eight pounds, and you can just print it out and put it on your fridge. And I will see you guys next week. Talk to you later. Bye.